Now, uh, here's the deal. Back in my day, we didn't have the Internet, nothing too spicy on TV or anything like that. And we still jacked off just fine. We didn't even know what gooning was. We just grabbed our Peters and pounded on them till hot white stuff shot out. It was a simpler time. We just tugged on it for a few minutes and then threw the Kleenex away or flushed the toilet. Point is, just stop gooning. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 48 minutes of dogs barking. Jason. Hey, buddy. You want to know what my favorite types of guy Oh, I love is? types of guys. Yes, tell me about your favorite type of guy. But I was like thinking about this the other day. So, have you ever worked with a guy? Several, yeah. Who wasn't born in America. Sure. And his English was just good enough to like do his job participate in his environment sure but most importantly it seemed like he wanted to really be good english to be a shithead oh so he wants to be antagonistic english speaker you know yeah sure well i think he just wants to be a a, a jackass in a funny way like he just wants to be a shithead like i'm not even trying to be mean he just wants to be a shithead right so i worked with this guy you know he would say things like you know oh i heard i heard such and such got sick and i heard he got it from making out with you <laughs> <laughs> i would just be like i'm like sure yeah. sure dude <laughs> like i just right. be like yeah. he's not really right. my type and he's like oh <laughs> um but I was you have a about, type yeah he's thinking uh one time how we're me him and another coworker were talking, just kind of shooting the shit for a minute, mm. and we were talking about like the meaning of words, like entomology. You know? Okay. And uh, one coworker was like, "I don't even know what my name means." I was like, ah, "I looked up mine. Sutter is like German for shoemaker or something like that." Right. And the guy I'm referencing here, the foreign guy, mm. looks at the guy who doesn't know what his last name means. And just he takes out his phone, hmm. doesn't even act like he's turning on the screen, and he's just like, "I'm on uh, Google Translate right now. It's uh, uh, it's actually it means cocksucker, uh, homo guy." <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm on here, I'm on Google Translate yep, right me, now. Me, like, know. not even turning on the screen, right. he just holds out the phone. Like, ah, oh, it says you're gay. It's, <laughs> I'm reading this peer-reviewed uh, article here. It says uh, you're a pussy. Yeah, yeah, just, you, uh, you dick sucker. <laughs> I'm just like, I love this. I loved working with that. Yeah, guy. he sounds like a just, good. Every single time, like you know, if there wasn't a manager around, he would just be like, uh, "I heard you, I heard you were sucking cocks." <laughs> I just be like, <laughs> so. like I just know, like if I went and like lived in Mexico, like yes, part of me learning Spanish oh, would yeah. be like so I could like get my car worked on. Sure. Also, it'd be like so. Uh, I heard if your hands bigger than your face, you're. <laughs> 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 just get them with that old trick. You think get them with that because yeah. I mean they're in Mexico. Sure, yeah. you don't think they do that in Mexico? No, on, it's dude. probably like if the inch if the inchlada that your mom puts in your <laughs> your lunchbox oh, no. is bigger than your face. Oh boy, and then yeah, right. Yeah, then, I don't yeah. know. I mean, gosh, that's how insensitive of me. I'm sure Mexican people have heard of jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, I've watched it's Super like, Salvador like Sensacional. A... I know they've heard of jokes, but mostly the the jokes on there are like a big fat guy once is horny for a lady. <laughs> A, so. big fat, a big fat guy can't jerk off because he's too big. 
he's too busy too holding big. food. He wants to fuck the, the mamacita, but he's holding too much food. And he's just like, ay, 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 what am I going to do? It's the it's the getting canceled uh, speed run, speed run. We're any percenting it tonight. Um, I'm, I'm clipping through the wall. <laughs> Inventing a new slur for Puerto Ricans <laughs> so that he can... Well, oh, hey, uh, just why why do they do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how you, that's how you get a percent. Yeah. That's why they do that. Do and that. he's like, uh, all right, anyway, that's my time. I raised $500,000 for cancer research. <laughs> anyway, super fan of the show, Ken, was kind enough to uh, send, send his message here uh, earlier today disagreeing with our last guest, Ed Zitron, about the movie The Dark Knight. If you remember the conversation that we had... Ed, uh, Ed came out with a rare take. Yeah, he said that he was with the movie until the Joker pulled out an RPG. Now, Ken posits that perhaps because he's still relatively naive about the U.S., which I don't think so. He lives in Las Vegas and he lived in California. I'm pretty sure he's you know, in the yeah, United States for like, what, over 10 years? Quite, quite a while, yeah. Um and I'm quoting here. I think that Ed does not realize that in America, a bazooka is something organized crime would have. Long short, he says, um, I can get you a bazooka if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so we may have our very own 48 minutes of dogs barking Gosh. brand bazooka. But no, he also said, uh, you know, I responded with, I don't have any use for it. I would blow myself up in a comical mishap. And then I'm envisioning the headline, homeowner dies in bazooka accident. And then it's a photo of me from college wearing a T-shirt that says, Least likely to die in a bazooka accident. Uh, <laughs> that's <this> irony, baby. <laughs> and then I, this is why I wanted to bring this up because then I had a great bit and I wanted to bring it to your attention. Imagine a Kickstarter that was just hypercolor. If you remember this from the from the nineties, mm-hmm. hypercolor. T-shirts change color. Instead of changing color, it shifts around to different ways you can slash will die. Uh, <laughs> shirt gets too hot and says dies in a fire. <laughs> and then his was a cool blue shirt and you drown in a sewage treatment facility trying to find your ex-wife's used butt plug so thank you to uh listener uh, I, ken you know, for mine, that wonderful mine would just been like wet hair walking outside <laughs> slip and fall break slip neck fall. yeah shouldn't have grabbed that <laughs> oh, turns boy. out that dog was not friendly yeah yeah ate the wrong burrito ate just wrong, yeah God. i made a very poor choice on tour one time in oh, jacksonville uh florida go jaguars is, Jag- it, is, is it the jags yeah it's jacksonville jaguars yes you oh, you were okay. correct yes uh, Bortles. yeah 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 Bortles. um you've seen the good place you know <laughs> yeah i like i i have friends that are they are fucked up on some small level because I don't hate the good place. I actually liked it a lot. Oh, it's, it's wholesome. Uh, Greg, yeah, Greg like, but like, but like Brian, Brian Sutter, the, the biggest cynic I know, the guy that hates everything and, you know, everything, you, you know, I would shit on everything if, right. I, if, if I could create enough feces <laughs> to do it. I'd be like, oh, I really liked the good place. I thought that had like a really good heart and stuff. And it's got a lot of charm. The yeah. cast is great. I was on tour and uh, we went to this little Mexican place. And it was just like California burritos, and they had a yellow curry burrito. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I'd fuck with that. I'd fuck with a yellow curry all day. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, I had the yellow curry burrito, and it was just okay. Hmm. And then about before we even left to go over to the low end to the bar, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to shit myself. So I spent, so I I fucking just heated up the bathroom there. Then went to the venue. Made it swampy, yeah. And heat up the venue there. Oh, boy. 
played the Street Fighter 2 pinball machine, <laughs> went back to heating up the bathroom, and I was just like, this fucking sucks. Oh, it's miserable. Like, I, at the rest of that tour, I ate very safe food. Right. Like, I'm like, I can't do this again. Well, but it like, sucks that the burrito wasn't even good. You can't even say, like, oh, it was the most burrito, amazing burrito I ever had. It was worth it. You can't even say that. In yeah, because there's times, yeah. like, I've, ate, I've, I've had food, and I'm like, Oh man, that was really good, and like, oh, and some didn't disagree with me. It was too right. spicy or something. Whatever it is, yeah. But then there's time I've also ate bad food and just been th- thought like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit my, I'm gonna, be, I'm not gonna have like a normal bowel movement for the rest of the week. And I was 110 percent correct. I, yeah, you know your body pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that bar, I can't remember what it was called, but I just remember getting my stomach settled down. Like I got like seltzer water from the bartender, sure. and I think he had something. And then like there was just an old Rottweiler that was sitting in the middle of the bar and uh i'm like so what's up with the dog and he's like oh that's you know such and such he's the owner's dog he's a real sweetheart doesn't like homeless people though and i'm like oh that, yeah right. florida Flor- <laughs> florida's fucking i'm like man floor is so fucking weird yeah it's a it's a whole nother planet down there and uh welcome to the show everybody my name is jason this is brian it's 48 minutes of dogs barking's name the show uh, we're talking about our bowel movements in Florida and television and all that good stuff here today. Uh, we, love, we love we love the crap on this we, show. We do. We're a big fan of shitting out of our doo doo. I love the doo doo poo poo. I'm a big fan. That's why my new Twitter handle is Mister Doo Doo Poo Poo 2023. It's not it's not Knob Psycho. No, it is not Knob Psycho. Knob Psycho was the name of our last episode, which I cannot stop saying it. Though. I can't. Stop. The phrase it, it has become kind of like a large room yes. kind of thing where you like this yes. is our cellar door. Any of it? Yeah. Knob anyway. Psycho. Knob Psycho. Uh, I, the reason that that actually came up in my mind, too, because the, the third season came out of Mob Psycho. So that that's exciting to me. I'm, I'm very I'm very hyped on that show. Big fan of that. And One Punch Man, which is another thing we talked about. Anyway. So did you hear this? Brian, Brian have you heard about this? Uh, <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy. We were talking about the menu last week. Yeah. Apparently her Twitter account has been hacked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, they now, couldn't have done. They couldn't have done a face ID hack because no one else's eyes are that uh, far yeah, apart. Yeah, it's just. It's, oh, it's got, hey, oh I made the easy joke, and we can do the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> the long and short of it is that her uh, her Twitter account was hacked, and then it's now hawking laptops. This Amazing. is the new. This is the new thing to do is to get a celebrity's Twitter account, and then to start doing things like this. I'm pulling up the link here because I had it saved. I was like, this is ridiculous. So this is a screen grab. Uh, four sold so far. Six left. So there's. here's what I'll do. So the idea is that these scammers are getting these hacked accounts, and then they're turning around, forging signatures on laptops, and then selling them for well over market price. So they're selling, what do they have? This uh, What is basically a, a $300 laptop. They're selling it for 600 plus shipping. And they're getting some bites, which is all the more depressing to me. The oh. fact that I mean, it was like when Elon Musk's Twitter account got hacked, and I think Bill Gates, you know, a bunch of celebrities, and was like, "Send, yeah. we'll send, I'll double I'll your Bitcoin." Send your Bitcoin, yeah, that's a classic scam. Double, yeah. double your fucking corn coin. <laughs> I know you guys love me, says the hacker, but when you message me with no intentions on buying, I lose the people who actually do want to buy. So my team is forced to block you. Uh, it has been. A solid 24 hours. And this account shows no signs of being under Anya Taylor-Joy's control anymore. Uh, it's very strange. It's got the oh, blue geez. check mark. It's, it's, it's a She's locked account. She's busy looking out for predators. <laughs> You're just got the eyes going. All right. Anyway. 
The poor woman is just she's, she's unfortunate. She's because the rest the rest of her face I mean, is perfect. Uh, Shirley Manson has the same issue, and I've seen sure. her in in person many times, and being like, "Wow, her eyes are really far apart. Not a bad looking person, but right? The eyes are. She's just she's just unusual looking. It's not that it's not bad. It's just like okay, that's yeah. you know. Um, I mean, Benedict, I don't have a Benedict, chin, so like I yeah. you know, I have no room to speak here. So. I'm thinking Benedict Cumberbatch has this something similar. Yeah, it's, it's not as noticeable on him, I think, because there's sure. a lot of... Yeah, anyway, but, long but, story um, short. But, yeah, she was really good in the menu, not so great at OPSEC. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite story this week is still a guy's named Brandon, and his handle is Atrioc, and his last name Ewing. And his whole thing was that he got caught looking at porno. Not just any porno, though. See, this guy's a streamer. And this guy got caught looking at deepfake videos of fellow streamers, Pokemon yeah. and Maya. Rather than shutting the fuck up and letting it die, he and in his infinite wisdom decided to stream about it. It's him in the foreground. He's got, you know, he's got the, the chat going on the right side and they're all doing like fucking PayPay emojis. <laughs> and he's telling, you know, how sorry he is. And, but in the background, out of focus, is his wife sobbing. Just... Just going for it. Just, yeah. Just a broken woman. Aside from a politician at a press conference, what purpose does this serve? There's no... Yeah. She's going to run. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... I, feel I mean, jokes aside, I really feel sorry for this woman because there's just all kinds of things wrapped up in that sort of thing that's not great because we think of... About the e-girl aesthetic and things like that, which is usually grown women acting like they're 15-year-olds at Barnes right. & Noble in the manga section. Yeah. And uh, that's a whole nother... Yeah, yeah, so there's just like a lot of baggage here on top of what we're seeing that's just like, oh, there's just layers of ick to this. Okay, it's one thing to, as he says, be morbidly curious and click on something. Sure. It's another thing to do that while you are live streaming. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a level of OPSEC, just like the Anya yeah, Taylor I, Joy uh, thing, that, that people are, are missing. Because it was it was literally, he was switching he was switching tabs. He went to the... the he was tabbing between, apparently, two different calculators, for some reason. His uh, YouTube Studio dashboard, mm -hmm. right? He must have been looking up something about Apple Pro stuff. He had his OBS window. And then the other thing was, was the pornos. Close your pornos before you start streaming. Don't yeah. open OBS until you're sure you aren't going to have anything on screen that you don't want people to see. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. That's number one. That's pretty much the whole thing. <sighs> That's just. But the other thing is, why the fuck are you having your wife on there crying in the background? This, this is a personal moment. Okay. If you're going to do an apology, which I do not recommend, first of all, no one believes you. <laughs> no one believes you when you apologize, especially streamers. They do not buy it for a second. If you're going to do an apology, you, camera, mic, nobody else. There is no reason for anybody else to be in the fucking room. It's bizarre. It is really bizarre. I don't understand it. I don't know. Like, what? Maybe he coerced her into being on? There's talk about that this was a publicity stunt or whatever. Which it's It's too clumsy. It's way too fucking clumsy to be somebody... But again, we're talking about it. So who the fuck knows, right? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> at, what, at some point, you know, you got to think, well, I guess maybe it is for clicks. 
Uh, this is why I don't fuck with streaming and like I don't really like you know I was I did have a thought yeah and this is a side that we do not have to put in but I was like thinking like you know we have the Andrew Tates and we have mm. this guy I'm like you know you know uh, the the Pauls Logan and Jake <laughs> the, and I was like you know what you know who Pauls we and... haven't heard from for a while who's that PewDiePie I'm good I don't need it I know but I'm like I'm like what he's gotta be stewing up something well He's got to be yeah. like he's 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 in Ukraine doing a genocide or something. I don't know. Like he joined the Azov Battalion. Yeah, Azov Battalion <laughs> doesn't know what a program is, hey but guys, like I'm here in the A. Yeah, whatever his fucking deal. I can't even. He's I, was I, he I, Swedish. I, I don't know. I don't even know his deal is. Yeah, got kicked by a horse one or two. <laughs> Just like a, another detestable human being with more money than he deserves. Yeah, um, which brings us a, to our next point, Mister Beast. Oh yeah, Mr. Beast who gets to, who gets to uh uh the side who lives or dies. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Mr. Beast uh, a couple days ago put out a video or uh, for those of you who are not YouTube weirdos, uh, it was a video about he's going to spend all this money to give these blind people, a thousand of them, surgery so they can see, which is gross and weird to begin with. Yeah. But it's not the first time he's done something ridiculous, but still, like, with the edge of humanitarianism. It's just the fact that this one is so specific. Sam Bankman-Fried called it something philanthropy. What was the phrase he used? Something oh, altruism. God. Effective altruism. Where it's like assuming is gathering as much capital as you can through whatever means you can so you can do the most good with it. But, Mr. Beast, this is the part where I get cynical is that his whole deal is that he's going to put it in a video and make content off of it and make money off of it. Yeah. So it's not as though he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. If he was doing it out of the goodness of his heart, you'd never see it. You know what I mean? It would just be, it might be like a news story. Hey, uh, this, this guy, uh, be, you know, sure, put out a press release, but don't do this exploitative view with the, this video with this fucking... <laughs> This awful mock-up. He's in every because if you've ever it been, looks like, it looks like the Fallout Four character creator. <laughs> That's what fucked with me. Yeah, uh, every one of his stills, every one of his his uh, screenshots that he does for these thumbnails for the for YouTube, he looks fake. Like I, whatever he does in post processing to make his face look like that. It's because the lighting is really even, and there's not even anything like a a, a Rembrandt shadow on the cheek. Jeez, oh, yeah. So it okay. just looks really flat and weird because he he looks like something from like a, a character select screen of like a PSX game. <laughs> yeah, like it's just really it's uncanny valley through yeah. a human who is living and breathing for better or worse. Spitting image. Mm. He's a spitting image puppet come to life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not all that weird looking dude. He doesn't look all that different from you or me. Yeah, he just looks like a dumpy guy. Yeah, but it's just this rictus smile that he's got. Whatever makeup slash lighting combo that he's doing makes him look like a plastic person from a Doctor Who episode. It's a yeah, very bizarre. You know, imagine how annoying he's going to be when they find a cure for AIDS. We're here in a hospital in Liberty, Missouri. A <laughs> uh, hundred age patients are going to play the squid game. <laughs> And we're going to see who's going to make it to 50. It's just, oh, Brock. This whole, because, uh, yeah, he's done Squid Game before. Yeah. Um, and that was a whole nother thing. Like, it's are you going to take a depressing story about how capitalism is evil and corrupts even the, the most honest among us and, uh, you know, and turn it into a, 
hey guys we did a video about it fuck off. yeah and there's just a lot of things about like what mr beast does where it is the philanthropy instead of like actual social good because yeah. philanthropy is just rich people getting rid of their money in the way that obfuscates like the harm they actually do yeah it papers over their actual like, yeah, crimes and, or whatever yeah yeah and and there's plenty of people on twitter that probably will have discussed it better than we can sure but yeah so this is kind of like this is like a fucking publicity stunt oh, yeah. to make us feel good about the fact that we live in a country that has dog shit fucking health care and we mm-hmm. leave a lot of people to fucking just rot in the gutter or just be unhappy or on not allowing them to contribute to the world. Yeah. And <laughs> and so now a thousand people get an opportunity to be uh, but what about everyone else? Well, not only that, but like okay, you paid for their surgery. Now what? You know, yeah. like if they if they were out of a job because they they had, you know, they're on disability or whatever. Yeah, they have like disability now. Mhm. So there's just the the ethical ramifications of it are one thing. And then there's the whole, you know, what do we owe each other, going back to the good place, thing of like, okay, how how far does this need to go to actually be a positive in this person's life? Because now now we've opened up this entire, you know. Oh, hey, listen, now you can see the world's got like maybe 30 years left. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Uh, have fun. Um, with... Sign the release, you asshole. <laughs> you, sign, you sign the release, Mr. That's Producer. The they sign the release. <laughs> Do not I, let them leave without taking the gift bag. All right. So I don't. We didn't do this last episode, did we? We didn't do the dueling Mark Levins. No. no. I think Ed would have logged. Ed off. would have just gone. Uh, All right, guys. I'll see you later. Yeah, uh, f- fuck off. Uh. I don't know why I made Ed like slightly Irish. <laughs> That's about the best I can do yeah. too. So yeah. Um, during the whole car kerfluffle, I mentioned this earlier. The, the previous episode that my car got stolen and yada yada yada. Long and short of it is I wound up having to listen to terrestrial radio. I haven't done that in a long time. I got satellite and I was like, there's now two FM talk stations in our little uh, cow town of St. Louis. And one of them is basically a clone of the AM talk station, which mm-hmm. is just, just, just pretty much the same. And then the other one is The Patriot. Right. And it's got all the wackadoos. I'm talking Sean Hannity. I'm talking like. The um, hard R R R. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, like, yeah. well, one of them. The are day. you mad about the Berenstein Bears wearing <laughs> pants? It was the A and W Bear. Let's get it right. Yeah, <laughs> but no, uh, missing the point. Yeah. So one of the guys though is still my favorite because he is an exceptionally crazy person who thinks he's smart. Mark Levin. I don't know if you guys know who Mark Levin is, but Mark Levin. The guy that ruined Bioshock? Yes, that guy. (laughs) For different reasons. (laughs) As he played the game, like, this sounds like a great idea. Mark Levin is a former law professor. He wrote speeches for Nixon. Hello from the future. This is a correction to the previous statement. Mark Levin was Deputy Assistant Secretary for Elementary and Secondary Education at the U.S. Department of Education under Ronald Reagan and Chief of Staff to Attorney General Edwin Meese. Please excuse the error. We now return you to the Dancing Baby episode already in progress. But he turned right-wing radio crank post-9-11. But his voice is like if David Lynch was doing Master Shake. Yeah. And and where did you introduce me to Mark Levin? Oh, we were out. We went to go see Jeffy and the Sunken Heads, who the the lovely folks who do our theme song at, at the top of the show, and we were at uh, Heavy Anchor in St. Louis here outside with the smokers going Obama. 
<laughs> What's in Michelle Obama's pants? Dueling Mark Levin's. And my, and my poor girlfriend. Oh, my is God. Just... She was in shambles. I didn't know what to Because I kept saying to her, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then doing it again. Yeah. Well, no, she, I mean, she spends so much time with me and sure. gets to hear all of my weird bullshit. So, I mean, that just was another layer of like, oh, so when I go out drinking with my friends, we just make everyone else uncomfortable because like, they don't, no one else knows the joke. They don't know why the, no. these two beardos are going, just, Michelle Obama? Yeah. What's in the garden? Is it marijuana? Or is it your penis? <sighs> just thinking about the weirdest like tea party talking points. Oh yeah. Well, and once you start too, the, the, the Mark Levin voice just comes out. Like, oh, I was, I was just... like doing it the whole drive. After we dropped you off, and uh, they dropped they dropped me off. By the way, at the corner bar, it's a lovely place called the Gallery Pub. And I said, "Oh, you know, so, uh, hopefully the jazz band will be done." And so they're like, "Okay, well, we'll come in for a drink if there's no jazz band." They, 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 we pull up. I see a guy with a saxophone, and Brian just goes, "Well, I'll see you later." <laughs> like, well, you know what? Fair enough. And, and like, I thought you were just going to walk home, but like, you walked into the bar, and I kind of felt bad. But I was also, you know what? I'm, you know, what? I made my bed. I lied at it. Yeah, that's fine. I got a stag on draft uh, and sat outside, so I wouldn't have to sit with the goddamn jazz band. <laughs> Listen to the jazz band. And look, the people who own that bar are nice people, but whew, boy, couldn't pay me enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just sit there and like listen to me. Saturday night jazz music at the corner bar but yeah i mean they're fine like i said it's just it's, 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 fine, it's, it's not my scene it's very yeah, much it's, uh, yeah i walked in there and i'm the shabbiest dressed person there because you know me yeah i'm flannels and jeans and all that and uh i'm looking over there i'm like oh not a single person in here has tennis shoes on what the fuck is happening so <laughs> i had to take that did, they, did, you get, did they give you a pair of their loner loafers <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad but it definitely i definitely got that impression of like this is not my scene. I'm, uh, this Amazing. is literally two blocks. You know, this is literally half a block from me. And I'm just like, I'm not welcome here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go now. God. But uh, the whole time I'm sitting there by myself and I'm in my head just going, Obama, you know, just it's just he's got a voice and it just gets in there. It's like when I used to do. Uh, oh, shit. It was the guy that I used to work for. And he ta- he had this kind of. And this kind of old rock and roll DJ voice. Guys, we're going to pay some uh, Bob Seger. You ready for some night moves? Yeah, and I think you met him, too. It's John... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I think he's been he's, over here. He's a hoot. He's a great guy. Yeah, all, all like all of your old like radio buddies are amazing. <laughs> oh, they're hoot. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, great. Yeah, but every once in a while, I'll just start. I'll start saying something, and it just keep. I I do it for like an hour. It's, did I ever tell you that story about working with him? And they used to give him all the really bad reads. They would give him all the bad line reads. Whoever was doing the production, they must have hated John, because as I've done in the impression, John had a. a he had a whistling S. It was, wasn't prominent, but you would hear it. Once they gave him Ski Shoda in Breeze, Illinois. And they gave him that fucking ad like five times. Completely <laughs> unrelated. Before we move on, because I, I didn't realize we would get talking to the Jeffy show necessarily so soon. And you know, me and my girlfriend walk in there. And we immediately lose you because you went to the bar. And, <laughs> and, and like I'm just like well. talking to her. And we're just kind of like watch people watching. And I'm like... I kind of like told her like one day me is like, well, you know, when we go out, I, I will probably know a lot of people. I will not introduce them because I don't really fucking talk to anyone here anymore. Right. So I'm just like being like, oh, that guy's sitting over there. It's such and such. And I'm like, oh, you know, if you look behind us, you're going to see a local celebrity. And she's like, oh, who, who? And turn around, and you see that guy in the red park. And she goes, 
No way. Oh, we had a red parka sighting. Yes, we did. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's the guy who fucks in the parka. <laughs> <laughs> and, she's, and she was just like, oh my god. I'm like, yeah, apparently that guy just has a has a dick game, and uh, he must talks like Napoleon Dynamite. We, yeah. yeah, we love. But it was, this, but it was this kind of funny because I'm just like, like, yeah, there he is. And she's like, it was like, it was like if I showed her like an award winning dog. She's like, oh my god, that's <laughs> oh my the, gosh, that's yeah. your neighbor's dog. Oh, right, it is cute. It is. Look cute. at those ears. Yeah. Um, but instead, it's a, a guy who... We're going to have to cut you can, that. You, you That's can, a little you, too much. Yeah, we're, You we're know gonna, what? You can just bleep all yeah, of we're gonna, it. We're you gonna, can just do like a, an old school bleep and just act like it never happened. Uh, yeah. Just skip over that never. part. Be like, anyways, <clears throat> are we going to do the crypto scam? <laughs> I did have one more thing okay. that I wanted to bring to your attention because I'm usually very skeptical about AI art, but something caught my eye and I Was can't... Was it the waifus? No, the waifus are great. And Fayad certainly had their field day with them. Uh, there's a couple of great threads there, but no, through a combination of various AI techniques, a, a Twitch streamer has created what they're calling nothing forever. It is a AI generated endless stream of what looks like the money for nothing video voiced by chat GPT text sorry the dialogue is created by chat gbt text the the ai voices are created in the app and it is episodes of seinfeld hey yvonne did you hear about that new restaurant around the corner <laughs> they're supposed to have the best food in town i heard they just opened up and i'm dying to try it but it looks so expensive maybe we can make a deal with the owner you know, trade them some of our jokes for a free meal? They are the most nonsensical, baffling things that I've ever seen. I sat there and had this in the background during my workday today, and I got so much work done. I don't know what, I, I can't even understand it. It's probably, you know, so, something to do with just how soothing the sitcom format is. And this has no breaks. There's no, it, they'll cut back to the fake comedy club, and they'll have the fake Jerry telling really bad jokes and then they'll cut back to the apartment where fake Jerry and fake George are arguing about restaurants and it just goes that forever. I I had heard a little bit about this but it this looks so bizarre. It is. It looks like a PlayStation 1 game. It looks like Alone in the Dark like they got the, <laughs> they got It actually character. reminds me very specifically of a PSX game that I don't think was released in America called Our House. Oh, I think I've heard that one. It was it was I read Game Fan. Okay. Okay. Growing up and they were all about Japanese games that were never going to come over to America sure. and also incredibly bad page layout. <laughs> That's its own. Yeah, actually, actually the, the mention game fan one more time. I think someone actually did like a chat GBT riff of like, this is like we did chat GBT to do a video game magazine. And it was just page. It was, <laughs> it was just was scans of game of fan because like all chat B- yeah. GBT stuff looks so fucking terrible and yeah. bizarre. And-, well, and now imagine that applied to the sitcom format. It's really amazing. It's <laughs> also I'm going to point you to a Rolling Stone, not Rolling Stones, Rolling Stone article from our good friend Miles Clee about how people want to fuck the Mucinex monster. People, people want to fuck any. They want to fuck the Michelin Man. They want, you know, um, I, I, a bartender buddy of mine like ten years ago was like working a shift at 
pimple? He was like, yeah, the Musinex guy was there. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, no, I, I, was, I was like talking to this guy. He's like, I'm, I'm Musinex voice. And oh, like, he okay. I thought you were talking about like, he the, was claiming that the, the guy CGI does like the voice. The guy does the voice. And I was like, well, what was he like? He's like, he's really nice. And there really sure. wasn't any more of that conversation. That's I'm just, like, yeah. like, you didn't like have him say anything funny to your no. phone. I was like, no, it's just a really nice conversation. The guy Why was in you, town for yeah. something. And like, oh, shit. The mucus convention. He was in town. And he had I was to, in yeah. town for the mucus convention. <laughs> That's going to be in the next ad. You know. So, yeah, it's, it's Crypto Scam of the Week time. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. We belabored the point enough about whether weird shit. It seems like weird shit is happening at an exponential rate on the internet these days, and just yeah, I, it feels like a, like an event horizon. Trying to situation. round it all up in, in a single, you know, twenty thirty minutes is, is starting to get a little rough there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, crypto scam of the week time. Brian, are you familiar with the rally? Do you know, I've heard of it once or twice. All right. So oh, did they did they do something bad? <laughs> essentially, rally the side chain known as rally will officially begin to sunset after today and they explain in this letter to creators and supporters that what that means is the site will no longer be supported and you may experience a degradation in services or it may simply become inoperable there are side chains and there are you know communities and things that that kind of die on the vine all the time yeah they kind of run their course well rally is interesting because in 2018 of course kevin chow um ceo there founding that yeah. back then had its initial startup funding from Andreessen Horowitz, Battery Ventures, right? All those kind of big, mm-hmm. big names there. It launched its first creator product, a cameo wannabe called Taki. That was 2020. And then it's this, which is what we're talking about today, which is the Rally Network, an Ethereum based crypto project. So the idea is that the Rally Network let creators mint their own coins. Right. Traded on the blockchain for Ethereum. Fans purchase creator coins using traditional currency using via or credit or debit or with crypto. And then they can also buy Rally's cryptocurrency dollar sign RLY. Which, you know, had a lot of big names behind it, if I remember correctly. Like some of the creators that they had at Portugal the Man on there. That's weird. Yeah, some of the guys that created Clubhouse, but again, Andreessen Horowitz was also part of that as well. Just a lot of big names, and you had this kind of like, okay, well, maybe this has some lags. Two years later, it's done. I wouldn't necessarily call it a scam, but it certainly does feel like a lot of those people got burned pretty yeah, bad. Uh, really bad. It's just unfortunate. And and boy, you know, Rally, Rally didn't really have a lot going for it, because, I mean, Taki was fine, but, like, putting a shout-out for your birthday from, like, the Tim the Toolman Taylor impersonator down at the mall on the blockchain doesn't really seem like a doesn't seem like a winning uh, venture to me. You know? Not a lot of market out there for that. No, because I mean Cameo really cornered it, and they got a lot of the big names to be on it. So I mean they're, they're pretty much the only game in town, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, uh, I'm waiting for Bam Margera to get sober so I can start getting them <laughs> to do cameos for really absurd things. Yeah, what would you if you your ideal Bam Margera? Uh, oh, just just uh. Oh, I would I would have him just talk about our podcast and how we have bad looking dicks. <laughs> hey, I heard your dicks were weird. I heard your dick. <laughs> now, now that I'm like having to think about, it, I can't do a Bam Margera impression. Sure, I can't either. I just kind of you just gotta get like higher marbly mouth and just I don't I don't know. Damn it, ape. 
I, you know, I'm fuck. I just sound like a guy. I just sound like a guy that gets kicked out of fucking Fast Eddie's <laughs> for yeah. eating too much peel meat shrimp. <laughs> I, see, all I can do is is Bam's dad. God damn it, Bam! Bam stop! <laughs> Don't suck my dick. <laughs> God, Bam! I gotta go work. Don't suck your dick. <sighs> So no. That was crypto scam. That was crypto scam. So uh, you know, before we move on to the next thing, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin's looking a little lively, folks. <laughs> so oh, Alex like, Jones, uh, welcome to the folks, program. Folks. Yeah. I'm trying to get here. Give me a sucky. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't even talk about his uh, like his text leaking and stuff. And oh God, there's just a lot of really bad stuff in there. The one thing I did see was that he he calls getting a blowjob a sucky. A sucky. <laughs> folks, I'm trying Which, to get a sucky here. I, I have I have a lot of people I know in Texas. I can fairly, fairly for certain say I don't think any of them have used that phrase before. Oh, oh guess what? Sucky. I'm gonna be using it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like uh, I think I get a, I just cooked you. Hey, hey, babe, I just cooked you dinner. You think uh, gotta get a little sucky? God, what a terrible. But he doesn't say get a little sucky. Yeah, he get says sucky. get a sucky. Like like something like a child says. Yeah. When a child wants to get his dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally lost the thread. Okay, because we're I'm too busy trying to get, about get a mad sucky. in red Alex Jones being like, Where's my sucky? Where's my sucky? Obama! <laughs> Thousands of government documents say I should have had a sucky by two PM yesterday. Paul Pelosi was getting a sucky. <laughs> Folks. Oh, man. Oh, baby. That's the 48 minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. Yeah, they're, they're talking about the time. Like, <sighs> apparently, my Alex Jones impression is serviceable. And one, t- this is like when I first started dating my girlfriend. We went out to Lama. Oh, the sculpture, sculpture park, park at oh, night. Yeah. And we're like walking around. And it's like all these cool little light installations. It was very cool. But I'm like just walking with my girlfriend, a couple friends, and some people we hadn't seen in a minute. And just walk around doing my Alex Joe impression. And my girlfriend is just like, you know that you know how odd that's gotta be for other people? (laughs) Like taking in like this beautiful all these cool light installations. There's this guy going, The globalist said we can't have nice things anymore. (laughs) I've been reading paper here. I've got documents (laughs) that say that real after red nosed reindeer is a uh uh, a pedestrian, you know, just, just <laughs> false flag operation. False flag yeah. operation. Like I felt, I did feel like I was trying to sneak into Bohemian Grove a little yeah. bit because <laughs> there's like the, a giant the woods. Yeah, it was like, like the the fucking weird red thing. Yeah, and also like telling stories about like the first time I ever went to the sculpture park. We were walking around. And uh, we found a used condom in like some weird mage <laughs> thing, and uh, it was a field trip. I don't know if I mentioned Jesus that. Christ. I was like. Sixth or seventh grade, Jesus, and this, and like I just like asked the the teacher, I was like, "Is this part of the art installation?" And she got really upset. <laughs> you see, if it was, if I was that teacher, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's move on now. Let's just get, let's just get out of here." Because, because you know, it's it's abstract art. So what? That's right. What, what, Who knows I what mean, it means? And Duchamp was here. This is not a nut. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about the thing let's talk about the thing well okay so uh this this week i was kind of reaching for stuff and just so happened to pull up twitter i do follow the gentleman in question rob sheridan and rob sheridan posted uh, it's at rob underscore sheridan looking back on the biggest news story of january 1998 25 years ago and then he posted a series of clips of news stories about his biggest claim to fame. 
Now everyone's going gaga over baby cha-cha. Meet the amazing dancing baby. It was a virtual star in the cyber world for more than a year. And then, last week, it hit the real world of TV sitcoms. <gasps> the cuddly computer cutie is everywhere, thanks to the award-winning series Ally McBeal. More people have played with this newborn than any other infant in history. 50,000 people every day dial up a web page and put the baby through its paces. The dancing baby. You and I were uh, in I, our teens at the time, and this was uh, a what thing. Was this, 1990... 1998. That was 25 years ago. So I was like maybe in seventh grade. Right. So I was all of 15, and yeah, it was a very, it was a very strange time. So... The long and short of it is that Rob Sheridan created what is essentially one of the first memes to go mainstreams, uh, the dancing baby. It was a uh, CGI baby dancing to Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. Yeah. Uh, which you, you you will know from the uh, iconic uh, opening, Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka. Mm-hmm. And it was recently uh, featured in the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He found this video file. It was, and the video file is Baby Cha 2, as in cha-cha, like the mm-hmm. babies do in the cha-cha. Baby Cha 2. Uh, he was a teenager living in Seattle. This is courtesy of the Daily Dot. Baby was dancing. The baby was dancing. So the long and short of it was an animator named Michael Girard and his team at Unreal Pictures which included uh, Robert Lear and John Chadwick. They created a what they called a footstep-driven 3D animation software program, which allowed users to apply motion to selected models. So as we would know it today, the model was rigged in a way that it would, it would, it would move, mm-hmm. and you would, you would apply motion to it. It was a plug-in for an old program called 3D Studio Max, which I don't think is used anymore. I, I know of it, yeah. There was some people... There was one uh, poster... On something awful named Atamo, who who <laughs> had like ba- weird baby figures and uh, God, Captain America like murdering children or something. <laughs> it was really in a dinosaur. Was there was a raptor? Oh yeah, I, I did I did remember that. There was a whole series of them. They made yeah, it, they're uh, all they're amazing. Autodesk, uh, familiar with the Autodesk software company. They they bought it a couple years back. They did have a recent stable release. So September. 2022, so four months ago, a oh, stable wow. release of 3DS Max is still out there. You can still use it, uh, courtesy of Autodesk. So that's, that's news to me. I didn't realize it was still a thing. So yeah, the, the long and short of it is that he found this video, which was generated using this software, put hooked on a feeling under it, started a website. That was as easy as it was back, back in the then, day, yeah. boy. Yeah, you just... You paid for Kill hosting. Kid Rock and a Flash game, <laughs> or you did this. You paid for hosting. You found a video. You found a way to put it up there, and uh, you waited for those checks to roll in, baby. Uh, it was such a weird cultural phenomenon. This was early days of the internet. You know, broadband wasn't everywhere, so of course the baby looked shitty and weird because it was compressed video. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was early CG too. So this was like pre-Toy Story. So it didn't really have the. It didn't really look right. It looked kind of freaky and weird. It looked like a little monster baby. Uh, it's just such a strange thing to have be a meme. But I think what really cemented it, it was eventually that started to catch on so much that TV shows started using it. The most infamous of which, of course, Ally McBeal, mm-hmm. single female lawyer. Single, thank you, single female lawyer. 
she's considering having a baby and then of course in her daydreams the dancing baby emerges from the bathroom which I, the, with the music that then got used in like a ton of fucking things <laughs> like if you look on the wikipedia page for dancing baby yeah ellie McBeal. Can I, can I say that I really hate the new format of Wikipedia? It makes me want to fucking push myself in front of a bus. It looks like a bad, like a bad it, WordPress it, it made me, design. It, like yeah. I was almost the first. God, I'm stirring over my fucking words here. It's got me, Marie. It's got yeah. me so mad what they've done to the Wikipedia. Obama, Obama, <laughs> you've ruined Wikipedia once again. It's not because it's not because of your gay wife. Your gay yeah. wife with the giant. We've never seen a photo of a pregnant. What is up with that? Jeez, uh, I, I just I, I, that yeah. to me is still one of the weirdest things I've ever seen people get hung up on. It's like you know, not everyone has every moment of their life documented, and sometimes that is strange. Yeah. People just look like that. <laughs> sometimes and people like do you just, just look don't like really that. need. But like, uh, are you just mad about things that? You, you don't want to admit because they're a little bit more taboo than the thing that you're going on about. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. the first time I saw this new format, the Wikipedia, mm. I thought that like, oh, did I actually click like a mobile link? And like I said, it looks like a bad WordPress uh, template. It's just yeah. uh, yes. somebody somebody <laughs> put Wikipedia on Wix.com again. They did uh, Jeez, they really do need our help. Yeah. We've downgraded our hosting the Wix. <laughs> He's not kidding when he says. Uh, Dancing Baby appeared on... A show called Unhappily Ever After. I have never seen more than like a single episode of that fucking show. <laughs> Unhappily Ever After. But the long and short of it is that, that Dennis Franz was on it as the dancing baby. All right. Blockbuster video commercial. Baby dances to Give It To Me Baby by Rick James. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with the Rick James musical catalog. Uh, it's about fucking. The song is about fucking. I mean, I don't know... <laughs> Well, I know of Rick James I love. Yeah. But yes, I mostly associate his music with fucking and sucking. Yeah. And that song explicitly, give it to me, baby. It's not about talking to a baby. No. (laughs) It's telling your woman, hey, I just got home from the club. Let's get it on. Yeah. Give it to me. Which is kind of aggressive. Maybe that's something to say about him as a person, but that's a whole nother... (laughs) Is is a product of its time. The Millennium. Millennium was Chris Carter's follow-up to the yeah. X-Files. Well, actually, it came out about the same time. Anyway, Lance Henriksen, and it's a great show. It's a show about serial killers and the end of, this, end of the century and all that. In Millennium, there is an episode called Somehow Satan Got Behind Me. It features a demon and manifests himself in the form of the dancing baby. Yeah. Chris Carter got in on it. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The dancing baby, though, is not dancing to Hooked on a Feeling. No, he is dancing to Black Flag and the song My War. (laughs) Amazing. And now, in most, uh, what's this? Uh, In 2017, you can see the dancing baby in the background of an ISIS beheading video. He's in the Daniel Pearl tape. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it told her this issued a fatwa against the dancing baby. <laughs> oh no, someone put the dancing baby on top of the Quran. Oh no, no. Oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> They're oh, just thinking about, like what what could you do? The internet was so simple. Oh yeah. All it took was like a ten second animated gif. Of a of a baby. It was just a baby. Dancing to fucking uh, hooked on a feeling by blue suede. 
They did a uh, Simpsons. Simpsons did it, of course. Simpsons is always big on picking up on popular trends. Simpsons in the episode, that can't be it. The computer wore menace shoes. Oh, okay. The computer wore tennis shoes was the old uh, crappy movie. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah, that's the one uh, where Homer <laughs> visits a website featuring Jesus dancing with the same moves as the baby. <laughs> I think that's one of the last like really really funny Simpsons episodes. I think that's like right where it starts to peer off. That's an argument for another time because look, I I stopped watching I think after I got the Simpsons Sing the Blues CD. So that's about the time. When oh, the show. I, I I stuck around a little bit longer. You hung on past the Bartman. Yeah, I mean I don't know like I'm like a Jason Schwartzwelder era. Mm, mm-hmm. so, I mean Simpsons kind of guy. So like sure. like my favorite my favorite Simpsons episode is King Size Homer. But it's it's where I get the you know so many lines of a man of your carriage. Yeah, well, I th- that that I think is a, a direct reference to uh, uh, Orson Welles because he would say things. I'm a man of my character. Yeah, something like that. I, yeah, I, he would he would have a. It, I have friends to say I'm like uh, that. I'm like a reincarnation of Orson Welles in my curmudgeonliness. I was gonna say, ah, the French. Ah, the French. <laughs> Where is my sucking green peanut? What? <laughs> so I was sitting here in the winter. Wondering when I was going to get my sucky. Who wrote this copy? Who is this man? Who's that speaking? The engineer? <laughs> well, I've got so many people in the cans. I don't understand this. This is a, an absolute amateur hour. <laughs> Look up John Candy impersonating Orson Welles on YouTube. Now, I'm not. I'm not telling you. I'm telling the the public. But yes, please. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's it's quite endearing. John really understood exactly what it was that to just be a fat bastard who knew everything. Yeah, and I think. The only other thing that I would recommend if you haven't heard Orson Welles speak is the is the a champagne ad he's doing. And he's getting progressively drunker as he does it. It's where the, ah, the French. Ah, the French champagne. It's just, it's a two-minute fucking commercial about champagne. And it's him sitting at a table. Someone's uncorking a bottle in front of him and pouring it out. Well, the the gag is that he's drinking it as he goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway. The, the- there, there, I remember reading something... It wasn't that he was getting drunk, but that he was on like a sleep medication and the shoot oh, was going well, too long. Oh, well, that would definitely do it. Yeah, for so sure. There was like there was definitely something he was not getting shit faced. There was like a much actually perhaps sadder thing going on, which was like he was old and dying, and like was on a medicine. Right. He also just sounds out of it at certain points. Like he he forgets a line, or he'll do you know like. It, I mean, that's why the the uh, critic Orson Welles wrote. Yes, about the green frozen peas. Full of green penis. Who wrote, <laughs> Who wrote this? this? As recently as 2018, uh, we would see the dancing baby continue to be part of pop culture. Charlie XCX had uh, in the video. Uh, what song? 1999. Huh. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Amazing World of Gumball. Of course, they really love to throw in all the old internet stuff in that show. Very chaotic television program. And the one that surprised me was the White Rabbit Project, which was the Mythbusters without the two leads. So the it was, two guys that hated each other, right? So <laughs> contractually <laughs> obligated to be in the same zip code, right? So Jamie and Adam were not in the show. It was Grant. It was Carrie. It was the other guy whose name I always forget. So the, the generic white guy from an Xbox game. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah the, I know you're the, talking. <laughs> the infamous two main character whose name I still don't even know. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but it was those three doing a very similar show. And they featured it because they were talking about gifts in an episode. 
Mm-hmm. And so that was one of their, like, using it as an example. Like, the, So, I mean, even even recently, it's still coming up in pop culture, which is fucking bizarre to me. There was Easter eggs in video games. I mean, this thing was a genuine phenomenon. And it was, it was all the handmade gif. Yeah. Set to some, like a mini music or yeah. 24 KBS bit oh, yeah. rate. Absolutely crushed. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> all you could really make out from the recording was, it was such a strange time to be on the internet. Because, like, suddenly this stuff is breaking containment and now it's on television. The web was the web and the television was the television. You didn't, yeah. You didn't have that happen. <clears throat> and now it's happening all the time. It's well. It's like the internet has superseded television in some ways. Yeah, especially because we have it in our hands and stuff. Like being able to like, because you'd see the dancing baby now, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? This is this isn't funny." Yeah, but it was a laugh riot 25 years ago. People were losing their shit. I never. I guess that one this kind of missed me. I think the, probably too young. I also just didn't like watch Ally McBeal. Well, like I was too, too busy yeah. playing Resident Evil Two or something. Oh, some of us didn't have a Callista Flockhart phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I had other things. I was, you know, nagging my mom for a Dreamcast or mm, like, mm. Um, learning how to play guitar or something. Sure. I think the 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 thing that I experienced that was kind of like that was probably like um, Joe Cartoon or like Camp Chaos or something like that. Like the early like viral flash stuff. You know, frog in a blender and yeah. uh, Napster sucks and shit like that. Spike and Mike's the the uh, Mike Judge and some other guy did a, a sick and twisted animation and they right. would tour with it, right? And then part of that became Liquid Television on MTV, and then those things became Beavis and Butthead. And I, there, so there was I'm trying to think. Like, no, um, it's Frog Baseball. I'm thinking. Yeah, that gee, was I was like, I was like, yeah. really, I was really like sitting here. I could feel like my last two brain cells. <laughs> it was trying, Frog Baseball. Trying, that's yeah, what it Frog was. Ba- yeah, which is a complete. But no, you have Joe Cartoon which in, in Camp Chaos. I'm sure there are things we'll talk about. Some. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely um, formative things for like weirdo shit on the internet, which then became somehow a thing. You know, like that's that's why I was so fascinated about this. It's not that in and of itself it's all that much to talk about. It's a fucking baby dancing to a song. It's not all that, but it's the reaction to it. It's this whole thing where like it became culture and it's still fucking happening. Like Charlie XCX, who I thought was pretty cultured, you know, pretty hip, pretty with it. Oh, but irony, you know, irony yeah. is. Yeah, that's true. You would use it now as a shorthand for how uncool someone my age is. Yeah. You thought this was the biggest thing on the internet when you were a kid. And I'm sure in five years or so, my kids are going to be saying that shit to me. And I'm going to be defenseless against it. I'm like, that's yeah, true. Kid, kids going to be showing you the Daniel Pearl video. I'm like, what's the big deal? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no I've done deal. worse than Roblox. <laughs> this is something Rob Sheridan, the, the guy who, who brought it to the masses, posted this on the 25th anniversary a couple days ago. He posted this compilation. It's a minute and a half of just various it's clips. ridiculous. I watched a little bit of it. It's a clips of new, credulous news reporters talking about this shit with a straight face. Like, this was news. This is what passed for news. Worried about the sentences of prisoners in Malaysia with Y2K? Simmer down your, uh, your summer blues with a little bit of Dancing Baby. <laughs> 
and you know the news directors probably had that shit on a loop like anytime they, that, yeah. oh god they're like the ted turner the, the <laughs> ted turner apocalypse video someone hits the wrong thing and it's not it's it's, it's, it's not it's it, yeah it's it's not the fucking thing of the no. video that shot his estate yeah. the world is ending but yeah. instead it's uh it's the dancing baby video mm. oh. well enough about that shit let's look at some gross pictures brian Oh, cool. Thank God. <laughs> Anything but Dancing Baby, right? Okay, well, I guess we'll just have to watch the Daniel Pearl video. Right, exactly. Man. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of video. This one's called Worm Gush, Brian. Oh, sounds lovely. Also hosted on loveshit.com. Oh. Those two are discrete images, but they were hosted um, all by, again, a repeat offender on the show, Lol Shock. Lol Shock had a lot of this shit going. They made all these other subsites. So there were two versions, lolhello.com, which is what we would refer to today as docking. Brian, you know what the term docking refers to? Yeah, when you put one penis aside the other. That's right. So this here is uh, through the urethra. Through the urethra. So this is uh, so the the thankfully the good folks at archive.org were were fine enough to save it. Oh. It's almost like I am back in 1998 with the fucking internet out here. All right. <laughs> One gentleman had injected silicone into his penis to make it larger. Oh, here we go. Here oh, we there go. we go. Oh. Yep. Bad. 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 Oh. It's a loop, too, so it will continue. Um, so oh, oh, you're not going to leave this up like the McChicken? The McChicken, yeah. Oh. Oh. Brian, yeah. you can watch the guy fucking the McChicken through the hole in his I was, boxers. I wasn't but... even paying attention after that point, because I'm just like, yeah, oh, so what do you want to just talking. I'm like, hey, yeah. um, hey, buddy, there's a thing that's still going on. <laughs> so that's lol, hello. Now, the other one, I'm not even going to do it. Love shit. I'm just going to describe it for you. A man doing diarrhea on a woman's face while the song Scatman plays, which was a common thing in, in, in shock sites with dealing with doo-doos. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they, would yeah. Just, they would just have Scat Man because, okay, it's Scat. It's doo-doo. Yeah. I got it. The love shit isn't nearly as shocking as Lol Hello because, boy, that was a bracing slap in the face. I, I can't even begin to go further than that because it really is one one man violating another in the urethra. Man, I don't say this lightly, but people that put like silicone on their yes. privates are sickos and weirdos, and I think they should all be on an island. <laughs> Some of the most upsetting things I have ever read on the internet were people on forums talking about their silicone injections, their penis, oh. and making their privates like making themselves incontinent and like unable to like go to work, right? And things like, but they're like just so obsessed. And it was, I think, one of the few things that was covered for because you know I was fucking posting fire and all that, and there was a. A front page article that was called Weekend Web, oh, which yeah. was, uh, I can't remember if it was Doc Evil or... Um, one of the front page writers. One of the front page writers would post like three or four different weird forums back when there were more than yeah. five websites. I was say, yeah. And, you know, it'd be like chemtrails or like, you know, all these, you know, something like that or like, you know, weird bestiality people. And I think the silicone dick one was one of the few ones where people were just like, yeah, I mean, like, this is really weird, but, like, it's not really funny. It's just upsetting. Yeah. Like, these yeah. people are, there's something going on here, and, like, 
the only other people I think I've ever seen on the internet that didn't want help mm-hmm. like that were like Bug Chaser. Oh, the people intentionally giving themselves AIDS. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, that like, that. By the way, that we did make a brief allusion to that in the last episode. At the end, of pause my neg hole. They, those those guys would go around. Those, yeah, those pause my neg hole. Don't forget your toothbrush. Right. Yeah, they, those guys would intentionally inf- infect themselves with have a bug party or something ugh. like that. Just really, I'm thinking of this now as like, yeah, there's something deep seated and, and really psychological happening there that it's really going to take a lot of time to unpack. Like, why do you want to contract a at the time? Especially a, a very um, fatal, yeah. disease. Boy, you're not to kill the fucking movie here, but yeah, that was like reading the silicone bug dick was form. fine, but your <laughs> but the bug the chaser forums were just like fucking unreal, and so the silicon prick stuff like was also the same thing, and like, but there was at least there was one on the bug chaser forum. If you were like scanning it, there would be someone being like, "Hey, I thought this was gonna be really cool, and guess what? It wasn't. It's not. Yeah, it really sucks, and like I, my friends don't talk to me." And I'm having a hard time with a lot of things. And other people will be like, I'm jealous. And I'm like, ugh. Oh. Well, but there, I, yeah. think, but, I mean, definitely the silicone penis people were uh, happy as a pig and shit about their situation. Um, but I'm sure until a certain point, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's I'm a... I'm sure at the point where they fucking put a gun in their mouth. Right. Yeah, yeah. there's a... The, like, because... I can't imagine there's like a happy ending to a guy that... <sighs> puts like five pounds of silicone in his penis Jesus. and he has to put like a, a fucking ben, like a hammock between his legs while he he moderates a fucking spongebob <laughs> forum you did that to yourself like on yeah. purpose yeah it's not like a bee stung you you know it's not like a bee stung you or your parents were abusive well maybe they maybe they were yeah well some, but yeah. like but there's no your parents didn't hold you down and said look at his tiny penis we're gonna put a bunch of right. uh, rubber cement in your your fair in your blondes but whatever. again maybe they did but anyway the the point <laughs> the point is most of these people well, doing my it parents did. yeah <laughs> you know, speak for yourself you. yeah um, but most people, when you go down that road, you're doing it with a, with a purpose or with a sense of purpose, at least. And it's like, well, you made your choice, I guess. You know, you have that, like, I, I hate to think of it in those terms, but, like, kind of did it to yourself, bro. Yeah, um, now you have a, a weird, deformed penis that looks like a sandworm from Beetlejuice. <laughs> Giant dune worm. Oh, no, it looks like the worms just... from Tremors. Yeah. <laughs> Same color and everything, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. just... The same weird kind of, <laughs> kind of smooth, but also kind of, uh, you know, some definition. Oh, this one we are definitely going to need a breath mint. I am feeling it. Uh, it is time. It's time for the breath mint. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my giant, deformed, heavy penis <laughs> back into away. back into the the bandana tarp I keep betwixt my thighs, so that when I walk, my penis doesn't drag on <laughs> the ground. The ground yeah. Imagine sitting on your own dick in oh. that kind of situation well either that or it gets to a certain point and it's like well it's a beanbag now we're just gonna you know yeah, yeah. And i mean like and some dudes just do the dick right and some dudes get the, get the sack balls. in there yeah. right I, mean, I know some guys out there they got some weird things they rub like icy hot on it and slam it in door frames and all that and it's like you know hey whatever man you know uh, god will judge us not me but, I, uh, I, i'm up for anything that doesn't do permanent damage that's my you know like just just the thought of it makes me cross my legs reflexively i just, just you know love a Bra- love a brazilian butt lift but for your dick I, folks you folks at home you can't see it but i'm i've got my head turned like a dog that's just been shown a card trick i'm like well i don't know <laughs> 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 well, i don't know <laughs> anyway 
I would have to get the, the gut taken care of first so I could see it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other deal. So the breath mint, Ryan, it's time. I think it's time. Brian, do you want to start us off this week? There's something that's Yeah, good. you know what? I'm going to talk about something. Let me take a little sip of my beverage Ooh, here. Ooh, yeah. Always know you're in for something good, but Brian stops to take a sip of the beverage. That's when you know. Here comes. Got to get hydrated. Here comes. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a couple episodes, but having guests, you know, things kind of move at a different oh, pace. Oh, sure, yeah. So, uh, you know, it was great as I was having Ed and Mr. Thought Slime on here. <laughs> um, it's kind of nice to uh, slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Because I just kept forgetting because we just kept, oh, man, we got so much to talk about. Yeah. But uh, have you watched The Last of Us? I have not. Now, You're fucking up. I know. I know. Here, uh, and I think I've told you this before about my uh, my way I watch shows. Is you wait for everyone to spoil everything for you? And then you're like, okay, now I'll watch. Well, no, I played the game. I know exactly what's going to happen. But my big thing is I'm impatient while I'm watching the show. So, like, if I'm watching a week at a time, I'm going, oh, good, come on. But if it's all come out and I've got it all on the app there, I can watch it at my own pace. That, to me, is the more enjoyable experience. So five or six or however many weeks from now, when the 10th episode comes out, I will then begin my, my Last of Us journey. Now, I have seen clips because you're not immune to it. It does happen. People talk about the show. They post stuff from the show. Yeah. So I did see a great moment from the last episode. Nick Offerman is Bill and his partner. There's some really great stuff happening in there, but it was only like a minute on something, you know. You think the government's all Nazis. The government is all Nazis. Well, yeah, now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what a grim future, right? But, uh, yeah, it does definitely look like my type of thing. I'm very into it. I love Pedro Pascal, so. Yeah, I'd let him. um, i do whatever. I'd let him. him Feed me peaches and cream. and (laughs) Your family doesn't understand you like I do, Brian. Brian, it's a real shame that your parents aren't around right now. <laughs> oh, Brian, it's a real shame those pants are on. Oh, oh, Mr. Pascal, what should I do with the pants? Leave them. We leave. We go to France in the morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is starting to sound really good, actually. Why don't we this call him up? Like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I going to get sucky from Pedro Pascal? <laughs> is, this, is this happening? Is it? Do you, Dear Penthouse. Right. I never thought it would happen to me. I met a famous actor. Um, but um, I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah. The first episode I thought was good and had mm. some really nice beats that I enjoyed. And uh, the second episode was better mm. than the first. Um, I felt like it showed a little bit more and had some better deviations from the source material, some stuff that was better for TV that wasn't necessarily going to work. Yeah. And introduced some new elements to how, like, the Cordyceps infection functions in mm. this world. The way Tess leaves the narrative is a little different, and I think works better. Boy, fringe alum Anna Torv as Tess, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, and she's great. The third episode is quite a fucking hammer to the knee. Oh, yeah. I did not know how it was going to go, because that was, like, the one... Because we didn't know how far this first ep- this first season mm-hmm. is going to go into the narrative of the first game, right? And you know, my 
girlfriend's never played the game. She knows a little bit just, you know, because pop, pop culture and all that. So she's just kind of taking it. This is her first time being introduced to this material. And she's like, the first episode, she's just like, what the fuck? And the second episode, she was like, oh, that was really good. And then the third episode, she's just like, wow, what a fucking just hammer. Mm. What a fucking just, like, just a, a fucking bag of bricks. And um, yeah. she's like, after the show was the show was over she's like sitting up she's like i think there might be like a wet spot on your shirt from me crying and i'm like okay yeah, there's, there's probably <laughs> one on mine too yeah yeah but um i didn't think that they had in them the the create this ball episode that just just showed something different in yeah. this post-apocalyptic pop culture stuff that we're we're kind of obsessed with because we we feel like we're living in the end of it right and we're kind of almost hoping it happens so that like well you know what? i don't have to worry about fucking taxes anymore i just right. gotta make sure the fucking crop doesn't freeze and die <laughs> yeah then some of us that feels like a less stressful situation because well you know what if the crop fails and i just don't have to fucking deal with it anymore because i'm gonna be dead right it's not like one of those things where like there's a bill collector that's gonna be like hey those carrots you let go bad Guess what? Now you own twice as many carrots. You just fucking chuck yourself into a ravine or feed your children poison and go hide in the basement. I think that's part of what appealed to people about like a quiet place too. A quiet place, <laughs> like, like oh, a cottage the core. Children, the, yeah. children, the children are too noisy. A monster takes them away. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad but true. A lot of parents probably would think that way. Oh, oh, hey. And we're going to play a little game on the way home called <laughs> Quiet Place. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, Last of Us. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm very it's... excited to see it all because I, I trust Craig Mazin. I, I think the first game has a nice enough story. I think it's interesting. But, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, I would like to see them do the second game. <laughs> yes, I would too for a lot of reasons. But I think the main one being that it would make the worst people on the internet extremely angry. Oh, and yeah. I think that's fun. Well, I mean, there was already that thing of uh, the fucking hate bait about when, like, that first leak happened for Last right. of Us 2, and, like, oh, there's a trans woman is going to come and kill Joel, and it's like, have you never just met a woman that had, like, no body fat because right. she was fucking yoked out yeah like i was gonna say like i've i've met plenty of beefy women in my life. yeah <laughs> you know like they didn't know shit about it they didn't know that there was a personal reason why she was gonna you know anyway that's a whole because she was evil and she was trans no. yeah but that be that's how but yeah. the, the internet's yeah. such a fucking cesspool about it really certain is. things um which is why i'm saying boy i, re I am very excited yeah to see if they, well, if they bring like, abby in at all and how they're going to handle that i think it's a better story than the first game because i think uh uh oh yeah the the dueling revenge narratives yeah well about how like about how that 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 lust for revenge it just leaves doesn't leave you with anything it just consumes you well i mean ellie's last line to abby is take him with you she ain't talking about the kid She's talking about Joel. Take him with you. Get out. Like, I can't hold on to this anymore. Fucking good. And I really hope they get it right because that game got me. Whew, yeah, boy. I don't know. That's another one of those things where people are like, oh, you like that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, well, no, no, like, I, like, no, like, I understand people liking that game, but you? Oh, but, but, but like me, Brian, liking yeah. it. Like, oh, you liked? I thought that would be like the thing you would hate. And I go, why would you think that? It's like, right. 
Uh, it's about self-destruction and wanting and wanting to write things that will never be right through uh, revenge and and being so short-sighted or like having this very narrow tunnel vision about and you lose everything. Uh, right. Abby loses everything. Ellie you know, loses everything. Every, but I mean, I, you couldn't leave well enough alone, or you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't just deal with the unfairness of the world or the fact that people are going to do things that hurt you and you re- and not understanding or not realizing or caring about the idea that your reaction, how like you get revenge or try to make things even the, what, what, what's being wagered there for, uh, for that resolution you're looking for. I think that's a really interesting story. And I think uh, a lot, it was lost on a lot of people. Part of that was just down to the fact that they had expectations. They had a, they had this, this weight of something that they thought was, either going to happen or not going to happen based on what they'd seen before. And there was all these years of development and they had this, it's the same thing that happens with star Wars movies. People get this shit in their head and they can't let go of it. And it's like, but it has to conform to my idea of what it was supposed to be. It's like, no, it fucking doesn't. Are you kidding me? If every piece of media like that conformed to your idea of what it was supposed to be, it would be rise of Skywalker every, every six weeks at the box office. Fuck that movie. Right. So, Big ups to Druckmann for sticking to his guns and being put on the show. Big ups to him for getting that entire Bill episode. Because, boy, it was only hinted at in the game. I mean, it wasn't really well, hinted at. It was fairly signposted. But it wasn't given the depth and care that I understand that the show does. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bill in the game is a completely different character for the mm. most part. Much more misanthropic, much more alone, much more uh, not wanting to be bothered. Because at that point, he's lost Frank. Right, but you don't know. It's kind of implied that he was like that bef- before Frank left. True. So, and not the it's a kinder Frank and um or Bill. Sorry, that's right. I get. I don't. I don't know why I get these. Fucking Nick Offerman's character. Yes. Bill in the game is much more antagonistic. Much more of a fucking just get the fuck out of my town. Here, take what you want. You he guys wants are to be left it. alone. Yeah, he doesn't want to fucking deal with this shit. And Bill in the TV show is, you know, still a paranoid, kind of misanthropic individual, but he he sees something in Frank, and they see something in each other, and it becomes uh, something more than I think you could have gotten away with in a video game as far as the pathos and uh, the weight of it. I mean, Offerman alone is such a versatile actor. I'm really glad that he's doing more dramas uh, I really, I really liked Devs. Did you I see liked Devs? It. I liked Devs. My friends did it, and I never finished it. Bummer. Yeah, he's got a great bit at the end. He's, he, so if if you can hunt it down, um, just to catch that still end. Is it still on? I believe it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we got like three or four Scarlet's, episodes yeah. in. My friends I was watching with are just like, this is too fucking slow. And I'm like, I'm totally I'm like, this is fucking I'm amazing. Yeah, yeah. What do they think of Severance? Then did they watch all? The oh, they thought Severance was great. I felt the same kind of slow vibes from from Severance, but anyway, the, the, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe Devs is a lot slower, right? I, I, you know, what, but I mean, also like the casting in Devs is really interesting because it's like, oh, it's the boss from uh, <laughs> who the boss from uh, Fight Club and The Matrix, <laughs> right? It's the white guy you were supposed yeah. to hate in 1999. That's true. It's the same. That's the same. 
young guy. My breath mint this week is a game called Soul Hackers 2. I don't know if we've talked about this. Maybe we might have talked about it. Shin Megami Tensei is the main series. It's a game about hunting and collecting demons, very much like a satanic Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has branched off uh, into several sub-series, one of which was Devil Summoner, which was Nintendo DS. And then Devil Summoner got its own sub-series called Soul Hacker. And Soul Hacker 2 is the latest one of that. You got your four controllable cast members, two of which are uh, AI-created uh, robot ladies. Five fingers. Not 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 the 12 that the AI ladies that I see mm-hmm. online have, but uh, maybe AI gets smarter in the future. I don't know. They resurrect these other devil, devil summoners, and now they're all on a quest to stop the end of the world. Pretty boilerplate JRPG stuff. It is interesting because it's done in a more modern in a modern slash futuristic the gameplay is fairly if you've played persona if you've played digital devil saga if you played any of these other spin-offs from shin megami tensei you know how it's going to go you get a demon you recruit them you build their levels up you assign them special abilities yada yada i mean you've you've played one you played them all sure but this one the music's great it's a short game it's about 30 hours as opposed to like persona which is like 70 or you know i i, <laughs> I just i've come to the conclusion i probably never gonna finish persona that's all right that's all right pretty... as much as i love three and yeah. I, i've been wanting to play because i think persona 5 is almost 10 years old that sounds about right yeah because i remember i got I got a brand new copy, boy. And I still had my PS3 because I was holding on to it for years just to play, just to play Persona Five, and it ran like shit. And I went, "Well, fuck, I could just." Anyway. Right. But anyway, Soul Hackers Two, fun, but you know, wait for a sale. Don't pay full price. That's my recommendation for most video games to begin with. I did that about Valkyrie Elysium. I did that about this one. Speaking <laughs> of of games, yeah, I think previously I talked about how I bought. Resident Evil 2 for the Xbox Series X. I got like the two pack. They also had Resident Evil 3 because it was like 12 bucks. So these are the uh, next gen remakes. The, with ne- the, no, the next gen remakes, but they're like the the, the next gen. Inter- you know, they got ray tracing and mm, shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed Resident Evil 2 remake on the Xbox as much as I enjoyed it on PC. Better frame rate. I mean, mm, like I was able sure. to still run pretty high specs on my old ass fucking PC, but having on the new shiny system was good. You know, like I'm showing this off to my girlfriend. She's like, "Oh, this seems really neat." And then, like last week, I was like, "You know, I really didn't like Resident Evil Three because it was such a contrast to the quality of Resident Evil Two, the remake." Yeah, and I was like, "You know what? It's been a couple of years. I'm gonna give it a shot." And I was able to have a little bit of fun with it because. I was able to appreciate what they were doing rather than what they weren't doing. Hmm. What they weren't the what they weren't doing is still a problem. Which was taking a game and making it feel a lot shorter and taking out a lot of locations that people liked. In the PSX version, you got to see a lot more of the city and you were pursued much more by a nemesis. Yeah. Whereas in the remake, you only really have like two or three pursuits areas really and they're all the same general space they're just different iterations like you know like you fucking defeat a boss and then he comes as a boss fight and then he comes back for one spot and then like you know that happens like two or three times it sucks it's not yeah it seems because because the nemesis thing was what really made that that original version of of re3 super paranoid yeah there's a reason why i couldn't finish it because i kept my ass beat you know yeah a guy yelling stars at me they made some very interesting choices. It feels very rushed. There's some charm and some things they do 
as an homage to the original that I like, but all the boss battles suck. I don't like where you end up. You don't end up at the abandoned factory like you do in the original. It just it just is hmm. the it felt like the most generic Resident Evil way to make that remake, and it didn't feel very creative and didn't it didn't it took away a lot of what made the original fun. Yeah, and kind of made like oh well, I mean yeah, there's some stuff here that's fine, and it's a little bit more actiony, but the zombies are like a little too aggressive, and you can't their limbs don't fall off the same way and like so you mm. just, you're just headshotting shit there's no like yeah. being strategic and i mean i still have fun with it and i'm like kind of still messing around with it a little bit like doing like some of the achievements or whatever just trying because sure. it is a little bit more arcadey i think their idea was that they were kind of going for replay value but there's not like a lot to replay it's i mean mm. i probably played resident evil 3 more than i played resident evil 2 on the playstation right because there was this weird replayability for resident evil 3 no branching paths, no clock tower, no mm. uh, city hall. Like it just kind of like uh, not a lot of city streets. I was gonna say it feels like that's not the same game at all. Then because I mean those are the things that I remember. Some good cutscenes, some good vocal work. The characterization of Jill as kind of like being a little fed up with everything is fun. Like there are some things and like it's a the, twist on it. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. Where she's just kind of like, are you, you, you mother, it's basically you motherfucker, you, you again? I'm tired, like, fuck you. Like, it's really like, fuck you. Go, yeah. like, I'm tired of this shit. That feels real. Yeah, like, it's, it's like that, that's fun. And like, the guy they got, dude, Carlos is fine. It's just not as good as it could have been. But I, I've, I've, now that there's some, I put some time between my original playthrough and this playthrough. I'm, I was able to be like, oh, you know, it's fun. They did some things that were cool. It's just not as good as it should be. And my last thing to talk about is my girlfriend came over and I cooked for her. And like, I don't know. I was like, I don't, you want to watch a movie? And she's like, yeah, sure. So I, like, was this, we were just like scrolling. I'm like, oh, have you seen Green Room? And she's like, no. So I put that on, and I just forgot just, like, how well done it is. Small cast. You got a, a great villain turn from Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. You having been someone who was on tour with the band, it, it t- at least to me, it rang very true Yeah, from what you hear about those types of situations. Like, or going, like, basement sh- I mean, even going to basement shows here in St. Louis, because, like, St. Louis is such a... F- has a, such a fucking weird little punk scene <laughs> that it's, like, half... Right. Like, I... I remember someone who wasn't, I think it was from Chicago, once commented, like, St. Louis has a lot of what they call Nickelodeon punks, like, people that wear, like, loud, thrifted clothes. The and, costume like, is more important than the music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, jeez, I mean, I think of some of the bands used to play, like, Acid Cat Fest, is most sure. certainly true, it was like, well, you guys look really great, even as bad music, this isn't a great effort. Um, <laughs> but there were so many dudes that I would, like, see at shows on Cherokee Street or like Bonerville or Melt or wherever, where I'd just be like, do you know how much of a skinhead you look like? Or you just think that's like the tough guy LA punk thing that you're trying to do? Because like, like if you were in like the Pacific Northwest, someone would be like, oh, where's your red laces at, you fucking Nazi? Right. I mean, like there was dudes that literally like, I could go through photos I took like at basement shows and DIY shows like 10 years ago and, and you would have to be like, so is this like a like a yeah. white power show? Right. Like, no, that's what like white dudes in St. Louis with like a crass tot tattoo thought looked cool. Yeah, it was. It's very strange because I know a couple of those guys, and some of them even like moved here from California and were like in the in the hardcore scene in California, 
and they look like that and i'm like like, I'm, like, I'm looking at him sideways, like, buddy, are you, you like are uh, you in the wrong town here, pal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just like, okay, I guess that guy's cool, but like, I wouldn't know unless like a mutual friend like introduced us, because like, I was like, I that guy looks like like wearing a fucking bomber jacket, having a shaved head, wearing fucking docks, and like having like you know the rolled up jeans, like, yeah, you kind of look like. You it kind of look like a skinhead. You kind of look like a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, dude. And so that's what's interesting in, in Green Room is that... Like, know, they, those guys are Nazis. They li- yeah. They are, so not, like, dude, they are not dudes that... They're not posers. That, no, they're, 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 they're not fashion punks. And <laughs> Yeah, that movie, boy. Oh, it's just... It's harrowing, I think, is the best word I could yeah. use to describe it because it's unrelenting. Like, the movie just keeps piling on and just... Like, the, the situation never gets better... For anyone, like every time they try to do something, it backfires or someone, you know, or there's yeah. some other thing. It doesn't matter that the, the the people in the band or the Nazis, it doesn't nope. doesn't get better for either anyone. one of them. Like yeah. it just is just it's unrelenting misery. And I think that's why I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the most nihilistic really, punk movie you really, could make. <laughs> a really fucking dark film. I think the thing that stuck, I've only seen it twice. The thing that stuck with me. Was it the very end where it's the one kid and the fucking neo-Nazi girl and they're they're sitting and they just killed some people and it's like the nightmare is over. Right. And one of the antagonistic elements that they're dealing with that the, the, the not Nazi, the people who aren't the Nazis, the kid, the people are in the band or whatever one of the antagonistic elements is that there's someone there that has like fight dogs Oh, the and dogs, there's yeah. like a couple pit bulls and stuff. And one of the pit bulls ends up running off at one point and it f- comes back to the home of, of Darcy, the neo-Nazi leader. And as the dog comes back it the, to its owner, who is now deceased, our two protagonists they're alive the final two mm-hmm. their guns are empty and they're just as the dog doesn't give a shit about them they just have their guns pointed at the dog and you can hear them clicking the empty yeah. chamber yeah. which is i think uh oh it gives me goosebumps yeah. like they're just so on edge and they've gone through such a traumatic event that like it's just they got the ghost white faces and they're just kind of yeah shell shocks is to use the old parlance like just like this moment of like emptiness because they're just like well this, this is this, we're, this is not happening we're gonna you know yeah <laughs> what a what an effective movie i like that quite a bit yeah i liked it quite a bit too i remember uh i was visiting my brother in portland that was showing at the local theater down Ooh. the street from him and i was like oh i really wanted to see that and my brother's like uh we should <laughs> watch something a little but it's but you know like it's it was filmed in portland right right and uh it very much looks it like it shows, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, it had to be in Portland because I think that's like, I mean, it's probably one of the the easiest place to openly congregate if you're like a neo-Nazi white supremacist. It's mm. like the Pacific Northwest. That and probably Arizona, I guess. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. As far as like probably like a community because like you got like the Patriot Prayer and like all the fucking oh god yeah there. Patriot Prayer Jesus yeah. yeah they're out there yeah it was like funny telling like like my, my <laughs> girlfriend about like because like she grew up in around portland and like you know the proud boys and stuff here were just like a bunch of like really sad lonely men (laughs) with like girlfriends that were way too young that just wanted to like i think just have like like a community yeah 
They were just lonely guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't like scary dudes. They were just like pathetic and they just like yeah. doing coke and being just like bad people. But like they weren't bad people in the same way like the Proud Boys like on the West Coast were. Yeah. And like the thing that always cracked me up was like the local leftists here like couldn't like fucking get an edge up on five dudes like wearing fucking suspenders and right. like looking like fucking cartoon villains and shit they couldn't get one up over on them it was the weirdest fucking thing like oh these are guys that throw rocks at cops and like five dudes from st charles with coke drip <laughs> they couldn't just best. Couldn't, yeah, yeah and you know my girlfriend's like well no like uh you know i know people have like fucking beat the shit out of nazis and stuff and it's like oh yeah no like <laughs> it's yeah not, like the proud boys here like we're just like just like five sad dudes and yeah like, they, we couldn't best them they won <laughs> What? Why? Why did I get tear gas in Ferguson and watch people get beat and like fucking arrested and and maced? If this is the other end of it, I don't, yeah. know. I don't, I don't know, know the answer on that one. I mean, yeah. Do you know the answer? Well, give us a call here three one four two four six nine seven six. Hi, this is Brian. Uh, now we end <laughs> another episode with Brian making people that he in the city that he's stuck in mad at him even more. <laughs> Jason, when we're yeah. done with this, let's go get a rest outside the Monsanto side. Sure, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> Old school leftist style. Like, yeah, yeah, a retired art teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is part of the program where we tell you how to reach us, how to get hold of us, how to harass us, or how to send us uh, mysterious voicemails like the one I got earlier. And then I realized it was from myself from last night, completely soused. So... Uh, <laughs> Sending yourself notes from the future. I did. I did. I, I was sending myself a note from the future to not forget the hyper color, but for the way you're going to die bit. <laughs> I'm glad you were looking out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that number, if you're curious, is 314 Ahoy Poo. That's 314 246 9766. You can shoot us an email for eight minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com. Support the show on Patreon. Never hurts to give. You gotta give five, okay. five Listen, or whatever. You uh, got, you gotta give respect to get respect. That's right. It's called the circle of respect. Mm-hmm. It's patreon.com slash four eight minutes of dogs. You can find the show on Twitter at four eight minutes of dogs, and I believe co-host. I have no idea what other social media sites I have the handle on, but I'm trying to get them on all of them just so I can be like a, a Pokemon trainer and say I have them all. You can find me. My name's Jason at video crime on Twitter. V i d e o c r i m e. Also, that handle on, again, same thing, co-host, hive, yada, 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 wherever you're at, probably chances are, if there's a video crime, that's going to be me. If there's anybody else that's named that, well, uh, tell them I got five bucks and I can meet them in the back. No, that's about it. Brian, where? <laughs> oh, uh, if you want to yeah. be mad at me on the internet, you can Too find late. me at I shot Debora on, on Instagram and Facebook. I guess, yeah, I guess I have a Facebook page still. Jeez. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I-S-H-O-T-G-U-Y-D-B-O-R-D. Um, if you want to take a look at my portfolio mm. of photographic doings, it's uh, assholemusicphotographer.com. And, and Jason, guess what? Photo shelter. Photo shelter. Yeah. After a month of banging my head against the wall about that situation, they finally responded to me on Twitter. Oh! 
you get I, I had to like basically threaten like hey i've been like using your service for like 13 years what's up with this like this this feels like this is giving me carte blanche to just wash my hands of the situation not trying to be like a fucking caring about it but being kind of like what's, yeah 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 what's the deal here and so, uh what they say uh they respond and be like hey our team has been trying to reach out to you we don't know what's going on check your spam folder i was at work today wasn't able to like really respond i got the api fucking key they reached uh one of their customer service people reached out to me and just sent me an email and be like hey it looks like you actually have it from before so here's your api key and uh which is cool i don't know where i would have gotten my api key before because that was probably like 12 years ago right um i don't know if it was emailed to me or what so it, it's cool i was messing around with my wordpress a little bit i'm like oh cool like i i have the functionality that i used to have and this is nice and good and fun so, so where can we find that then oh uh, yeah so jesus uh the resolution it's just amazing uh amusicphotographer.com so i have <laughs> assholemusicphotographer.com and amusicphotographer.com yes, i thought this was really witty two years ago i don't know i still like it I, yeah i mean <laughs> i'm a big fan i like uh, it. yeah so um i'm, I'm gonna try and have some come up with some content there's some stuff i'm thinking about covering uh doing a little write-up launching the website this weekend we'll see what happens so by the time you read this maybe there's something up there maybe there isn't i don't know go to hell either way um (laughs) fuck you if you don't like it that's what we're saying uh, and uh great if you do yeah (laughs) (laughs) well we're gonna leave you a little bit of music today as we always do of course uh this gentleman who goes by the name of kareem rama did a song about that's right, folks. Nepo Babies. Songs called Really Rich Parents. Mm. And to me, what's even funnier is that it sounds like a stroke song. And he's doing a song about anyone you think is cool really just has really rich parents. So as we always say. You know, uh, there was lots of buddyhead gossip riffs about, oh, yeah. about the strokes being like, you know, the equivalent of like, why are your parents' names blue on Wikipedia? Yep. Kind of yep. stuff. Yep. Well, that's that's pretty much the point the song makes there, too. Yeah. So. That does it for the show. Thank you for hanging out with me. As always, Brian and, and Jason here signing off. As we always say, namaste, motherfucker. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's a nepotism, baby.